Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. Broncos versus the Roosters. What did you think of this game, Matty? Oh, so good. I was, I was as a South fan, I was, I was riding the Broncos home. Yep. Um, the Broncos, the first twenty minutes, they looked, they looked unbeatable. They were great, and it was good that they were able to convert that with a try. Um, but yeah, the the early second half pressure from the Roosters that got them back in the game. But it was good. It was good all the way to the eighth minute. It was, mm. it was, <laughs> fuck, it was a great Friday night footy. Oh, th- those two games. Yeah. What a what a Friday night of footy. What do you reckon, Guru? Yeah, mate, I thought, you know, the Broncos started really well. Uh, I think a lot of people will say that, you know, the right edge was, you know, on fire, which they were. But, mate, I thought the first 25 minutes, you, you just beat them through the middle. Mm. You were dominating through the middle for me. I thought you looked really good. Uh, it's disappointing how it played out. I, I think if you weren't playing the Roosters, I think there's probably 13 teams you beat the other night, yeah, which, which, which sucks. It's hard. You know, it sucks to say that. But I think that's the reality of it. Um, and it's... Credit to the Roosters for just trusting their game plan. Yeah. Just hold the ball, kick to corners, and eventually we'll, we'll get, get our opportunity, yeah. you know. Yeah, I, I agree. My, my, I guess, prediction before the game was Broncos middle have to take it to the Roosters. Like, they cannot allow the Roosters to come out and dictate the pace of the game. They need to almost show the Roosters no respect. Almost be like, we don't care that you're this big, scary four-pack. We're going to fucking dominate you. The Raiders used to do that really well against the Storm. Uh, and I think the Broncos did that. I really yeah. felt that they did that. We have to remember they were without Paddy Carrigan, who's a key uh, in their forward pack. As a Broncos fan, losses like that, I'll cop every day of the week. Like, I know I was devastated in the time, really disappointed in the time. There were a couple of plays where I was really disappointed. But at least the boys are fighting for 80 minutes, just fighting and fighting and fighting. Um, I mean, I just want to give Stags massive, massive raps. He looks happy. He looked keen to be out there. And wow, he's a player. And, mate, early in the first half when he went through and he had the draw and pass and he went forward, I just sort of went, fuck, that might... Yeah. Like based on the last few weeks, that should shatter his confidence that he's done so well and it's just fallen apart at the last minute. 
Right? He just he put it in the swag and just went, let's go again. Mm. And he absolutely don't. You know, but people are bagging Paul Momorowski. He's been one of the best defensive centers for the last three years in this competition. Yeah. That's not a Paul Momorowski problem. Yeah. That's a anyone marking Tony Staggs when yep. he's on problem. Absolutely. Um, I, th- I thought he was incredibly impressive. I thought the guy outside him was great too, Selwyn mm. Cobo. I don't think he's – because Katoni was so good. Mate, some of the stuff that Selwyn did, there was a getting out of false drop. Mate, getting out of the in goals. That was – so he, he wouldn't have done that the last three weeks. No, he wouldn't no have got way. anywhere near that. Yeah, nowhere near it. I think that was a moment for Selwyn where he would have played that ball and go, gone. Mm. Fuck, I belong in first grade. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I think if the the cow, if the Broncos weren't struggling, he probably would have been put in reserve grade. Like eleven errors in two weeks is probably a bit too much. But I'm so happy that the best case scenario has happened. You know what I mean? The the, ne- the, the worst case scenario is is his confidence just gets obliterated and he keeps puts his head down. But Kevy must have sat Stags and Cobbo down and just said, boys, I need... Because both of them were... They were different players. They were different players. Um, and I'm so happy that Cobbo was able to bounce back and convince himself, like, I'm here. I'm a first grader. I should be here. Um, there was still one rookie error where he passed the ball out of his own end that he didn't need to. But outside of that, I thought he was fantastic. And now it's just about... That's the standard, bro. Like, that's... We know you can play like that now. We need that every single week. Every single week, every single minute of every single first grade game you play, that's what we need. And it's the same with Stags. Is that's the standard now, Stags? Like that's how you can play against one of the best defensive centres in the competition, one of the best defensive teams in the comp. You know, over the last few years, uh, we need that every single week. Yeah. And and I think it also proves our point of it's a mixture of two things. Like yes, Stags absolutely can get more involved. But he wasn't being used properly in those first few rounds yeah. at all. And right. I would say that Kevy sat down with, with Reynolds and with Tessie New. Yeah. And said he needs to get the ball. Mm. What do you think, Matty? Uh, about Staggs? Yeah. I thought he read the headlines during the week. <laughs> I, I think he wanted to get involved. He did get involved. And when he gets involved and it works, it's the most exciting thing to watch in rugby league. It's great. It, it, I kind of wish he and Manu were on the same the opposite sides. That would have been that, sick. That would have been really cool. But yeah. And when he threw out Daniel Tupo as well, I thought that was like, yeah. he's just doing whatever it takes to, to win for his team. I, I was, yeah, I was thrilled to watch Stags play good. What about Selwyn? So, oh, fuck, he, he's such a good player. I, yeah. I kind of agreed with you. I thought maybe he should have been dropped because it was, I think it was like 4.8 errors a game. Yeah. But I don't know. He, he's, he's improving. So, and I mean, yeah. look, if, if he... If he keeps doing this, then boom, first grader. Yeah. You know, it just has to happen every single week now. But the, the concern with rookies, and it happens to a lot of rookies, is it's this. It's this constant, like, up and down, up and down. Uh, but it was a huge game from Selwyn. You, the, the, the thing is, is that he wasn't dropped. They kept him inside. And they were right to keep him inside because he delivered. He delivered. So uh, massive congratulations, Selwyn. I, I, I think he's... Good to see him both as well um, take a couple of scoots from dummy half. Like yeah, really I mean, people, people underestimate how tough those carries are that Selwyn was taking. Like, these are tough, tough carries as an 18, 19-year-old. Getting it that out of his own end in the end goal, like, that was so brave, man. Like, that's a brave, brave run. So Selwyn was fantastic. Tony Staggs. Oh, I'm, I'm stoked he had a good game, but I'm more stoked that he looks happy. Yeah. yeah I was, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, last week he just didn't look happy, and that's <laughs> the last thing you want to see from any footy player. He looked just just didn't look like he was loving his footy. I felt like on the weekend, he looked like he was enjoying rugby league. Yeah. You get a Katoni Staggs enjoying rugby league, you get a world beater. Oh, I thought just on Selwyn too, as you always said, that moment where he came out of the in goals, man, if he would have caught that ball and just walked out the dead ball no line, one would have said anything. no one would have said a thing. Could have gone, yep, fair shout, you wouldn't have got out of there. 
against any team against the Roosters, no way. Mm. Uh, it was a courageous run. It was very impressive. Yep. And when I see young fellas doing that, you know they have it in them to fight, like to yep. fight through bad form, errors, and Selwyn Cobbo has shown that. He hasn't gone into his shell. He hasn't you know, allowed those errors to dictate him as a player. He's come back out and said, nah, fuck that. I'm not going to allow that to happen. So super, super proud that um, he's a Bronco. Absolutely love him as a player and super, super proud Stags as well. And I imagine... If I'm a forward for the Broncos and I see Selwyn Cobbo return out of his in goals like that, yeah. go, fuck, let's go. Absolutely. Unreal. Actually, yeah. funny, I'm um, driving back to from Brisbane to Sydney. Yeah. So my missus had work uh, on the Gold Coast and I was in Brisbane driving back and I was like, you know what? I haven't been to the Broncos club in like 10 years, literally. So it's like six o'clock at night. So I was like, I want to just drive there and just – just see it like it just means so much to me as like it's so important in my life the, the Broncos have changed my life and so I go there and it's the nostalgia is crazy we I go to where we used to have our lockers the old the old building or whatever um got out of the car had a look and it was just like fuck so many emotions came running back because like that's where like yeah so many emotions because like with the Broncos I, I I'm always so disappointed with how my career ended in rugby league because I could have been so much more than I was um you know, if you look at my debut year and then where I ended up, it's like, how does that work? You should have been a fucking tenure winger anyway. So there were, the reason why it was hard to go back for so many years is you almost running away from it because it mm. just reminds you of the mistakes that you made and, and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, so I go back, brings back a lot of emotions. Uh, then I go across the road and out the front, like I'm looking at the new place going, holy shit, this is wild. Like the new setup the Broncos have is insane because I literally haven't been there for 10 years. And the CEO standing at the front, uh, Dave Donaghy, uh, former Storm CEO. Mm. Uh, and the legend gave us a, a tour through the facilities. The facilities at the Broncos are fucking amazing. I cannot stress how incredible the setup they have up there. And the, the base that they have to build going forward is incredible. And had a quick chat to Dave, uh, Donaghy and... Uh, yeah, he gets it. He, he absolutely gets it. He's very keen to get the club where he, you know, back in place to put the systems needed that we need to go forward. And, and the setup that they have there is incredible. Like, a, a, this, the, they've got a, a full field with, like, nets all around it so the ball can never go away from the field. You go inside, their gym is like – have you seen the inside videos of their I've thing? seen a bit of it, yeah. It looks pretty impressive. Oh, yeah. my God. And so when I went there and I, I obviously spoke to the now CEO – um, gives me a lot of hope for the club, a lot of hope for the club. With the facilities like that and with a CEO as incredibly good. I mean, we're talking about this. This is a CEO that took Melbourne through the incredible years that they had. Like, that's the CEO we're talking about. Gave me a lot of, um, yeah, so excited. They've got pools inside. They've got um, full, like, recovery rooms. They've got anything, saunas, whatever you want. It's a full fucking setup. Uh, Did you buy a pair of boots on your way home, or buy a pair of boots, mate. Get me back out there. Get me back out there. I saw one of Sound the like old, mate. I saw one of the old uh, strappers that used to be there when I was there. It was really, really good to go there. It was funny. I was like walked in with uh, Donahue and uh, there was like all development players in there, and they were like, "Big, big," <laughs> and he was like, "Oh shit, you're doing like you've got like a cult following." And I was like, "Mate, they they love it." So um, it was really cool experience, and it gave me a lot of hope for the club, like a lot of hope for the club. I know they were struggling at the moment, but we've got everything in place to be an absolute powerhouse again. It's just a matter of, you know, bringing everything together, putting the system in place. And Donahue, uh, I'm saying it correctly, isn't it? Dave Donahue, is that that's uh, Donahue? Donahue, can you just could be Donahue? I love it. I think it's Donahue, Donahue. Um, but you, you're aware of him, the yeah, former yeah, CEO sure. of the yeah, Storm. Yeah, he's from the Storm. Yeah, uh, no, you correct, Dave Donahue. 
Dave Donnie, yeah. So legend of a bloke and very, very passionate about the club and seems like they're doing the right things. But anyway, back to the Broncos. Uh, Question. Fatty Vorton said he thinks that Kurt Cable should be 13 for the Broncos. What do you think? I don't mind it, but Paddy Carrigan for me. Uh, I don't love it. I've... I don't mind it because I know what he's saying. He wants Kurt Cable to get the ball in his hands more. And I agree with that. I think Kurt needs to get the ball in his hands more. But when you've got Kobe Hetherington, who I think is a really good 13, and also I, th- I feel like at the moment the Broncos, they're not going to win the comp most likely. We need to build for the future. And so mm-hmm. having Hetherington there, building connections with the, the hooker, six and seven, that's what we need to do. I also think Carrigan is such a great 13 as well, even though I, we'd probably put him in the front row with Haas if Kobe's fit. Um, I understand where Fatty's coming from. What, what, what are your thoughts? No, I, I, I'm not huge. I don't think – just to get him more ball, I don't think you move a guy out of position when you've got really good guys in that position for me. So I'm, I, I understand where he's coming from. Uh, I think you could do much worse, but it's a move that I wouldn't be making personally. Mm. What about you, Eddie? I don't mind it. I reckon he, there's, a, there's a chance he could play like a kind of Isaiah Yo role. So but it's just – you're right. It's just – the fact that they have Paddy Carrigan there and Kobe Hedinson there now. If they had no one there, I'd throw him in. You could put Kobe on an edge. He's mobile. Mm. I mean, I, I don't hate it. I honestly don't hate it because I, I do agree Catewell needs the ball as much as possible. So could you possibly get him in there for attack and move Kobe at the edge in attack just to get his hands on the ball a little bit more? And then in defence, you move him back out, you move Hetherington in the middle. That's right. I think Catewell's so important in your edge defence too. Yeah, That's, yeah. yeah. And so that, that could work. That could absolutely work. But I, I do want Capewell with the ball in his hands far more. Um, he was injured for the game anyway on the weekend, wasn't he? Yep. Um, but, yeah, Broncos, as I said, I'll take losses like that every day of the week. I will say, and, I, you know, we just spoke about how great Hetherington is. And, and you know, Tessie knew he's having an absolute crack. Like, you know, we have to remember that Tessie knew he's a rookie, man. Like, it's going to yep. take a time for him to develop his connections with his halves. It's a new halves pairing everything. Uh, but I will say that the try that Manu scored – and and I hate to say this because Kobe works so hard, but if you ever need an example of you cannot switch off for a second, for one second, uh, that was an example. Kobe Hetherington is an absolute workhorse. He's one of our best defenders, and I absolutely love him as a player. He switched off. He, he decided to take a breather for a second. Boom. Score a try. They're back in the match. Uh, Tessie knew to a lesser degree. He got on the long side, which was correct, and then... They went the short side or the other side of the ball. He came into track back, but he wasn't on his bike straight away in the sense of like he wasn't – for example, if that was Papenhuisen, he would be on his bike knowing that the ball has gone the other direction. They end up scoring off a kick because uh, they saw that Tessie New was on the other side of the ruck. So two little examples of when you're playing first grade, those little seconds that you think you can get rest in, you can't. You literally cannot. And that's, that's two players – that no one can question their work ethic. They work their asses off. It's just just rookies, guys that are young. That um, you, That's what you learn as you get older. Like it's an 80-minute game and there's no seconds where you can kind of – and the Kobe one's a really good example of that because he, he truly did just, you know, kind of get to marker and just look like, oh, yeah, the ball's most likely going to go that way. And then boom, Manu, who's one of the best centers ever, nails it. I think Joey Manu is the best outside back since Hodges out of dummy half. Yeah, he's good. He is lethal. Like you, it should be on everyone's tip sheet every week. If Manu's in a dummy half, watch him. You've got to give an extra defender within that meter because yeah. he's just too good out of there. Yeah. Well, the, the problem was like Hetherington had another marker there. Yeah. It was purely because he switched off. It wasn't about numbers. It wasn't about. It was purely because he switched off. And um, 
I'm sure Hetherington learned. It's a real good learning game for the, the Broncos. It, because we are such a young side, I think they'll take a lot away from it. And, uh, you know, I love Hetherington at 13. I, I can't wait till we get Paddy back in the front row with Haas and then we have Keenan coming off the bench. I'm, I'm loving what I'm seeing. I know we had a, a big loss the week before, but I thought that was fantastic. It's about doing that every week. Yeah, you know? this one's more performance over results for me with Brisbane. Yeah, for your sure. performance was really good. And it's been like that for me from the get-go. A lot of, yeah. like... Uh, the amount of comments that are like, oh, they're, they're not going to make the finals now, like having a crack at me. I'm like, bro, I never said, like, this year for us is about the performances, putting together Broncos-like performances. And on the weekend, that was a Broncos performance. Yes, we yeah. didn't get the bickies. Uh, yes, it was a bittersweet poetry that Sam Walker kicked the goal to beat us. You know, obviously a Broncos junior. Did you hear the, the yarn about how he just went down to the Oval with his dad the day of the game and thought, and uh, kicked two from that exact spot? And then he thought, oh, I'm going to leave here. And then that goal was going through his mind when he kicked it. He had the confidence to kick that goal. Wow. And so what? He went that, that, that day. That down. day. Wow. That day, or maybe the day before, but it was, yeah. it was with his family. Yeah. Wow. Good also, did you, did you ask about K-Ball before? Because he played 80 on the weekend. Ask about who, sorry? K-Ball. Is that who you asked about? K-Ball. Oh, he did play 80. He played oh, it was a game before that he didn't oh, play. Oh, game before. Yeah, yeah, game yeah, before. yeah. yeah. Apologies. He's, he's Apologies. been carrying an injury the last few yeah. weeks, obviously. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I love Renault, but that conversion, he should have hit it. He should have hit that conversion. Well, it was four tries all. Yeah, so. he should have hit that conversion. And because if he hits that conversion, we got two penalties that we could have had another crack at uh, evening up. And I'm sure Renault will feel the same. So as I said, I think it's a real good learning game for the Broncos. They can be really happy with their performance, their grit, their effort. Payne Haas. <laughs> Bro, tell me anyone doing what he's doing. No. What about that, that tackle he made on uh, that butcher too? Mate, oh. it's incredible. Like, honestly, I can't believe what he does it we i don't care what anyone says we have never seen a front rower doing what he's doing right not now even close not even close yeah you could you uh, give me your greatest front rower i promise you he's not putting up those kind of stats and doing the things that he's doing yeah. now again there's more to rugby league than stats there's winning prems uh but Payne has absolutely bloody incredible fuck me he's just so impressive so I loved it, man. I was, I was devastated in the moment because I thought we could have won it. I thought it was a game that slipped away. But I think we'll learn a, a bunch from it. So uh, now onto the Roosters. Talk about calm, cool, collected, been there, done that. I, I, it furthers my point of experience versus rookies. You've got this experienced Roosters side. Now, obviously, Sam Walker's in that experience. But they have an experienced kind of uh, core of players. When the game got tough, they stayed so, so calm and just got the job done. What do you think about the Roosters? Yeah, and I mean, Brisbane came out of the gates absolutely flying. you got to remember, just before halftime, they left a try out there. Tupanua dropped an absolute sitter that he should have scored. Nat Butcher then went off, so they also had to change their team around a little bit. Um, and they just – Brisbane were playing so well and it just didn't rattle the Roosters at all. Not for a they second. They just stuck to what they were doing. They just kept kicking down, defending well. Yeah, credit to them and the system that they've built because I, I was so impressed with that win. Like, Brisbane was so good and I always just sort of felt like the, the, the Roosters are still here. They're mm. still hanging in. They're still yeah. hanging in. And then they just find a way to get the job done. Your superstars stand up at the end, I thought. Angus Crichton, when he came on the field, was, was really massive. good. I thought Sam Walker, uh, you know, he's had a lot of big games. This one really stood out for me. It mm. wasn't a huge highlights crazy game, but he just came up, just pulled the right strings at the right time, yeah. which is great to see. And then Joey Manu, just the icing on the cake. Mate, he's just. incredible. I, I honestly think that if he continues this form, Joey Manu will go down as one of the greatest centers all time. How old is Joey? What is he? 25. 
Incredible. <laughs> Two premierships, minor premiers. Uh, Dally M Centre of the Year, I think he's won at least once, pretty Probably. sure. Uh, you know, his career and his body is pretty good. He hasn't had many bad injuries, touch wood. Like, he doesn't party crazy. He's incredible. Like, he's yeah. incredible. And we're, we're not even halfway through his career, you could argue. I remember watching him a few years ago. They were in a Toyota Cup grand final mm. against Penrith. They were down, I think they were down 30 nil at half time, and they won 32-30. And I was just watching him going, oh, I didn't know who he was at this point. He yeah. was just – and then he went and played that nines tournament. I remember he did like a flick around his back, and he just sort of – he came on, he came on, and now he's just he's, – he's the premier centre of this competition, yeah. isn't he? Well, like, and I don't want to say this at all in a disrespectful way, but Latrell moving to fullback has just been so good for Manu yeah. because – we can appreciate him now. Whereas Troll stays at centre, there's always that, you know, Troll's the best centre in the world, and, and he is, he rightly so. But I feel like the years when they won the premiership, and I'm, there's no bigger fan of Troll than me, but like Manu often flew under the radar because yeah. they had Latrell on that side. Whereas now that Manu is the guy, he's getting the appreciation he deserves. He's been doing this for so many years now. And that's the thing. There's talented centres in this competition. I look at Lomax. I look at Staggs. These other guys that on their day, they can get the better of yeah. this guy. But every week, he's yeah. an 8 out of 10. Every single week. And then he's got these games where he can just go, fuck it, I need to win this for us. Get out of dummy half. Boom. I'm going to blow your mind. He's never won a Dallium Centre of the Year. Really? Mm. But he's always under... It doesn't actually surprise me because he's so underappreciated. Yeah. That's wild to me. That is yeah. wild. Yeah, okay, he's 25, so maybe... Yeah, I mean, look, that, that, and this is to take nothing away from the players that did win it, but he's, it's crazy to think that the premier centre in the game, and I don't think many people would argue with it, hasn't won a Dallium centre before. But also, when you think about how the Dallium system works... works yeah. In a sta- in Very a st- true. Whenever he does something, it's either Cooper Cronk, Luke Keary yeah. inside him, Tedesco, or it's a gun winger that's finishing it out. So, like, yeah. it's, a, it's an awkward little – like, I think a few years ago, Joey Lelua, I remember he won the year – he won Dallium Centre of the Latrell year one year, won that year. But he won it with, like, six points yeah. over mm. the whole season because yeah. centres, they don't tend to yeah. pull a stack of them. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. And the, and the thing with Joey is, like, He's never been like this. Yep. Like, he's never been... There's been years where he hasn't been as incredible as, you know, you could ask for, like, that he can be. But very rarely does he have a poor game. He's like, just steadily got better and better. As very, he very rarely. So, yeah, huge. As I said, if Marnie continues this form, he'll go down as one of the greatest. Gurley actually came out and said that he's doing things that no other center's ever done before. I'd have to respectfully disagree with that. I think Greg Inglis could abs- absolutely mm-hmm. do everything that Joey can do. But I do agree with the sentiment of... We're looking at greatness at the moment. Yeah, the, the, the thing that that, that I the, the thing that I think that Joey does that not many other guys have done before is that if it, the ball doesn't come to him, he goes and gets it. Mm. He goes into dummy half and he just gets his hands on the ball. Uh, but yeah, con- considering the age he's at, it's Crazy. scary. Like yeah. if he plays till he's thirty four or whatever, like he could still have another nine years of first grade. It's incredible. I mean, you, you'd almost at the Roosters you'd almost guarantee he's going to at least win at least one premiership, one more premiership. That's a three premiership centre. Yeah, and you think about over the last few years, I mean, he had Cooper Cronk on his side a few years ago. He retired. Kyle Flanagan came in. He left. Luke Keary, I mean, sorry, um, Sam Walker then came in on that side. He got injured. I mean, he, he, he's a, you know, a rookie coming into this team. 
he hasn't he hasn't had the same halves partner on that edge for mm. two years in a row. Yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible, and a lot of his stuff is like purely him doing something crazy. Yeah, it's it's not he got the ball on the end of a back line and it just happened to be good. It's like he got early ball and then put the business on a player and killed it. And he's not just doing it in games where they're winning. Matty, you can talk about how good was he against you guys. He absolutely terrorised you. Yeah. Oh, he was <laughs> in a losing side. He was he amazing. Was absolutely yeah. incredible. He's, absolutely he's killing incredible. it this year. He's absolutely killing it this year. I, I'd be shocked if he doesn't win Dallium Centre of the year. So touch wood that he stays fit and healthy. Uh, and he could, he could have won it last year because they had Burton and Olam last year and Manu was probably the third one. It was definitely yeah. out of those three. That, Bur- that Olam one was so weird because he didn't get invited to the <laughs> the thing and it was like Bizarre. yeah anyway um yeah look Armani was incredible uh sam walker i mean the guts he, he rocks up to that kick with a 50 percent kicking rate and then just nails it with a, a sun corp that's booing the shit out of him all of that pressure everything going through his mind he left the club all that kind of stuff then he nails it when he he is a match winner he is an absolute yep. match winner and the good thing about sam walker is like the only thing that he has to work on essentially is defense that's it yeah if he works on his defense and he can sort that out he is everything that we hope he will be and he's in a body that's still going to grow for the next four or five oh years. absolutely it's absolutely so going like, to grow and, and the other thing about his defense is it's not that he's he like it's it's simply because of his size he's, he's not afraid to put his body there yes so it, it will come, um, but yeah, for even that try that that what, what was it he scored where he sort of got out the back of Angus Crichton like just that was just good awareness from him yeah. in that moment to be there. Uh, I was only three impressed. only three missed tackle on the weekend. I'm, I'm I'm happy with that. And mate, how many like they he gets so much traffic sent his way. Yeah. Um, and as I've said, like I love Satili Tupanua, but he he isn't the greatest defender. So you have got the two of them next to each other. It is a spot that if I'm Playing the Roosters, it is where I target yeah. at the moment. Um, well, he, he, like uh, Kiri missed the same, Nangama missed the same, Joseph Manu missed four. You know, so it's not it's not that bad. Satili, I think Satili misses a lot of tackles though because he's so aggressive. Yeah, so I, fair. I yeah. actually think Robbo has said to Satili, "I'm okay with you, as long as you force them back in. I'm okay with you bouncing off the tackle." Mm. I, as we've said before, I think you've got to watch the context of how the tackles are missed. Um, and Satili is a really good example of, I believe anyway, where yes, he can miss tackles, but I think some of them are due to his aggression, which you kind of want from your edge. Uh, you know, for example, on the weekend, he 32 and only two missed tackles. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Hargreaves, 39 tackles, zero missed. And it's, yeah, I mean, when, you, when, when teams lose a gun front rower like Takiyahu didn't play the other night, Collins and Maria Hargraves, they just step straight into that role. Yeah. It feels like every two or three weeks, one of them's ruled out late. Yeah. And the other two just go, just yeah, step in. we've got this. Thoughts on Angus Crichton still on the bench? I'm finding that very interesting. I, Because I, I, I think Butcher is great. I just think Crichton, if you're going to keep Butcher, and I'd probably, I, you know, Statili, I would say, would be more under pressure than Crichton. But it seems that he's gone with Butcher for two weeks in a row now over Crichton. I think Butcher's the safest one. Out of them, to be honest with you. Really? Crichton misses the least tackles, though. So No, so sorry. I mean, I think Butcher is safer than Satili Tupanua, as it stands right now. And I think Angus, he can be as effective through the middle as he is on an edge. He's greater on an edge, there's no doubt about it. But I just think with their front row, as you've got Rhea Hargraves, he is getting older. You've got Lindsay Collins coming off an ACL. I just think he's identified that it's going to be handy to have an Angus. Okay, so you reckon Robbo's trying to mould him into a front rower? I don't know. I, I think that 
Long term, he will still be a second row, but I just think right now the Roosters are in a position where it looks to me like a couple of these front rowers are carrying injuries. They're out every two to three weeks. Yeah. I just think he's using Angus for a bit more punch through the middle, and we've seen him play middle. He absolutely kills it. Yeah, he's so fucking good. I am surprised by the lack of minutes he's getting. Yeah. I think last week he played 30 minutes, and that was when he played just a middle role the entire game, whereas this week he played more minutes because he had to come on for... Yeah. 52 a minutes, job. a try assist, 132 metres, 67 post contact, two tackle breaks. A line break assist, 23 tackles, one miss. Like, what a knock. Yeah. But based on how Robinson has used his interchange, I think he only plays 52 minutes because Butcher got injured. Yeah, okay. Previously, it's been a, it's been about 30 to 35 minutes, which I think is underutilising one of the best forwards well, in the league. Wasn't he Dalian back row of the year last year? If he wasn't, he was damn close I mean, to he was it. damn yeah. close. I, I thought I thought he, he won my player, like in my side, he won Dalian back row of the year. But Robbo has done this in the – he did this last year in points two where he shifts yeah. him back to the middle and he uses it's him It's interesting. There. It's really interesting. I mean, fuck, he still has an impact though. Yeah. Fuck, he has an impact. Uh, great win. Absolutely great win for the Roosters. Well, I, last uh, year was Kikau and Papali'i. Kikau and Papali'i. Yeah. I probably would Angus. have had him over Kikau, I think. Kikau obviously had his incredible moments, uh, but I think Angus crying was just a little bit more consistent. Uh but kick out, can't, can't argue with but, that. But that's like this Dallium system doesn't reward consistency, mm. realistically. Daniel Tupu again. <sighs> Mate, he is such a good winger. Like, I, I think he's one of the greatest ever. I really do. You know, is, is he the greatest ever? Like, is he Wendell Saylor? You know, maybe not. But find me a winger that's con- been as consistent as he has for so long. If you were to pick your greatest winger and put them up against Daniel Tupu, they're not going to get the better of him. No way. Like, I... Brett Morris is right up there with consistency. Uh, they're very, very different players. But if someone put together their greatest ever team and had Tupu there, I wouldn't argue against it. I, he, he's just so incredibly good. Uh, maybe if you don't want to say greatest ever, it's hard to argue he's not one of the best in the last decade. For sure. Three premierships, you know, played for New South Wales. Um, yeah, I, I just got such big rights. And he does it every single week. Yeah, every I, single I remember week. like when... when it was a year or two ago now, but everyone was naming their team of the decade, mm. the 2010s. And, you know, Aquila Uate featured <coughs> in a lot of them because he had those three years where he scored 20-odd tries. Yeah. Mate, Tupu scores 15 every single year. Yep. Defence, he does a job every single season. I mean... His if, tough carries are second to none. If Brett Morris didn't exist, there would be no argument to Tupu being the most consistent winger. Yeah, agreed. Of the modern era. You know what? That's a great That's a great shout. If, yeah, if Beemos doesn't exist... I'm just trying to think of another winger. No other winger has been this consistent for so long. You, you think about the great wingers in the last 10 or so years, they haven't, like Aquilio Arte, Manu Vatavai, these sort of guys, Corey yep. Oates. I mean, they've they've gone up and down. Tupu has just... Said exactly, there's, I think there's like two years maybe where it's like, oh, maybe he's lost his little extra step. These last three years, yep. like, since 2018, he's been incredible. I can't stress to you guys enough the amount of times the Roosters are under the pump and they've just been dominated, and they've lost field position, and Daniel Tupu comes in, takes a huge carry, and the pressure just goes, just releases for them. Changes everything. He's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And consistently, his performances on the big stages, in finals, in grand finals, they're always great. Absolutely. Thoughts on... I thought Teddy was really quiet. Really quiet. Uh, What what are your thoughts on... Oh, actually, sorry. What are your thoughughts on Daniel Tupu? Uh, I was just bringing out some stats. Last three years, he's averaged... Over 171 metres a game three years ago, 180 the year before, and 180 the year before that. <laughs> Bro, that's fucking outrageous. Could you get at Beemos's um, yep. last couple of years of, holy shit, you know how hard that is on the body? 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. That's incredible. What a fucking player, man. Especially him as well with his body shape. Yeah. Like I, I, I would rather have to tackle a guy a lot like Daniel Tupu, who's yep. a bit taller. Like he's a little bit easier to, to handle, to tackle wise. Bizzer is like so yeah, stocky. Yeah, so you know. how do you deal with that sort mm. of thing? Whereas you can sort of chop Daniel to, I, yeah, it's incredibly impressive. He's amazing. Is that, uh, I just, I cannot stress how hard that is. Um, but we'll get back to the BMOS thing. So, Maddie, you keep looking. Yep. Thoughts on Teddy's start to the year by his lofty standards. Compared to everyone other, by any other standards, you'd be like, great start to the year. But compared to his lofty standards, how have you felt he's played this year? Yeah, I mean, compared to his standards, I think he's been a little bit down but I think you've got to appreciate the role that James Tedesco had to turn himself into last year and then coming back into this side it's it's almost tough for him to work his way back into it like he was essentially playing 5-8 and fullback yeah last absolutely year. absolutely I, I sort of feel like at the moment it's almost like Teddy's trying too hard mm. uh, as crazy as that might sound I, I just feel like he's overplaying his hand a little bit and I feel for him because he had to overplay his hand last year yeah. And we were complimenting him for overplaying his hand because he had to. Yep. Um, I, I think it'll take time. The people that are riding Teddy off telling me he shouldn't be in a origin oh, side. Honestly. He will be the first player picked. He was the first player picked six months Stop ago. Stop it. I don't want to hear any of that shit. It's Teddy dribble. shouldn't be in the Absolute origin side. Dribble. Give me fucking break. The Kangaroos team is picked. He's also the first player picked tomorrow. Even if Tommy had the same year as he had last year, Teddy still should be in the number one position. Easy. Easily. That's uh, that's outrageous. Uh, I, I think, um, I think he looks a bit tired. I think and he, he should look, look and, tired. And he should look fucking <laughs> yeah, tired yeah. because at the start of the year and at the end of last year, we were saying, I've never seen a player have this high stats over such a long period of time. It's essentially been four years of out of this world stats. That if any other fullback had those stats, it would be the greatest year of their career. He's done that four years in a row. I'm just trying to get his tackle breaks for this year so far um, because it's it's nowhere near. So his tackle breaks, it's crazy. They're still good. So they've gone four, six, five, five, and two. His tackle breaks last year were like fucking wild, yeah. absolutely wild. And I wonder, do, like, do you think he is just a little bit fatigued or do you think he's being told to, you know, maybe chill a bit or – Oh, I think he's a little bit fatigued. I think he's struggling to find his spot in this new look sort of rooster side base of what they were used to last year. I also think we are just way too harsh on guys. We, we compare them to their season before. Like the amount of, we'll talk about it, like the amount of shit that a guy like Cody Walker's copying. Oh my I God. I can't even fathom how, like, Close I think we look at their stats and everything from last year and if they're not reaching that, oh, they're playing shit. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a false narrative that, people come up with that I think is very unfair on some of these guys that are still playing consistently but they're not reaching the sky limits that they were the year before so we pin them as playing poorly yeah so this this is um and and this is not the be all and it all but uh NRL fantasy is a good way to gauge statistically how much output that they're doing uh so it's from 2000 and uh what's that 
Hurry up. 17. So we'll go from 2016. No, we'll go from 2015. He's at 55 average fantasy points. Then he went 50, 51, 52. Comes to the, the Roosters, 52, 57, 64, 57. He's down at 41. Um, and so, as I said, like, it's, it's just an indication of how much work they're kind of getting through. And I wonder whether Robbo has kind of said to him, mate, like, I just need you to take his backward step. This is my thoughts on it. He does seem a little bit tired because in contact, he's, you know, doesn't seem as strong, which is totally understandable. Um, I've got no evidence to back that up. It just seems like it. But two, I think Robbo's actually told him, mate, I need you to take a step back because the only way we can develop into our halves, into mm-hmm. good halves, is if we allow them to run the game. Whereas if you jump in as a six again, like you did last year, yep. that just it's very hard for us to build those two together. So that's where I think that Teddy, you're right, I feel like he's trying to find his groove again of where he fits uh, in the side. Does he need to be a six again? Does he need to be a one again? Um, because he definitely, he's still playing high, high quality footy, but it's probably just a little bit quieter than usual. What do you got there, Matty? Uh, just back to b So in his last year, he was 145 per game. Yep. And then the year before was only 113. And then the year before that was 95. Yeah. So it just shows you, like, obviously what very different players. 170. 170. 170 was the lowest. was the lowest. It went 170, 170, 180. Fuck. So, and again, very different players. Like, you know, BMOS and him, you know, Tupu is a meter eater. But it just puts you in, like, perspective of how incredible this guy is. Danny and without having the other stats in front of me, I would assume that if Brian Toto didn't exist... That would be unbelievably yeah, impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Toto was just like blown. He, Ferguson had won that, that one crazy year, but Toto's year was incredible last year. Um, so, yeah, Tupu was amazing. I, I actually think that Tedesco, I think he's going to have a crazy back end of the year. Yeah, I think he will too, yeah. I think that we're, we're going to be set up for, because remember 2018? Very quiet start to the year, finding his groove, new yeah. halves pairing, new thing. And then at the end, by the end of the year, we're going, what is happening? So I think if you uh, were backing someone for a late Dally M run, I think Teddy's Teddy, your man. Yeah. I think he's going to have a massive last 10 weeks of the season. It's just going to be outrageous, I reckon. As in, you know, from, say, 14 all the way into the finals or 13 all the way into the finals. Because, um, yeah, he's amazing. Which he's is what amazing. Robbo will be aiming to do. It's all about tapering in this competition. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Especially a guy like Teddy. Like, I just... It's not physically possible for him to do that year in, year out. Surely, eventually, his body gets tired. Despite him making it out like it is, it's not, yeah. Um, So, yeah, great, great win. Sam Walker, great, uh, great finish. Uh, Hargreaves, again, when they need someone to step up in the middle, he bloody does. Like, you know, there's very few forwards, front rowers, that could come out and get blown off the park the way the Roosters did and wrestle that back the way they did. And the Roosters forward pack... It's probably only them, Panthers and Storm, that could probably, that has the experience and calmness to bring everything back together. So great, great win by the Roosters. Do you bring in Suwali anytime soon? You've obviously got Billy Smith. He's played on the right wing. He's now injured. Naguama's come in and done a good job. Suwali's been in the extended squad for a few yeah. weeks. He's coming back of a Liz Frank injury, but he's playing Re- Reggie's and stuff now. So I'd have to, I'd have to see what he's doing with Reggie's. I don't yeah. think that... They're desperate for attacking flair outside. Yep. You know, I don't think that if he just depends. Like, do they? Does Momorowski, you know, get in not in trouble, but does he get looked at because he missed so many tackles? And that's the opportunity for Suwali to come in. At the moment, I think that unless he's absolutely exploding in resis, let him keep developing, doing his thing. 
playing footy. And then if there is an opportunity, obviously you bring him in. Well, that, that's the interesting thing because you, you got to remember the Roosters, they played the Cowboys last week, Broncos this week. They've actually had like a two-week camp in Brisbane. They didn't come home at yeah. any point. And they took Suwali with the so entire play. time. So he didn't play Regis. Yeah. What do you reckon, Matty? Um, what do you think about the Tedesco start of the season? I just think it's Teddy, man. Like, he could come out and explode this week. Yeah. And I don't think – he was – Pretty bad against South, but everyone else has been. It hasn't been shocking. No, no way. I, I, I do not believe he's been shocking at all. Like at all. I just think that by his standards. Oh, of course, but his standards are uh, yeah, nine out of ten every week. Yeah. Are probably higher than anyone else's standards in the competition. Yep. You could argue over a long period of time. Over yes. a long period of time, that, and that's what I mean by comparing to. Because I believe he's one of the greatest fullbacks of all time, and I believe that he is the only player currently that could challenge the mantle of Slater and Lockyer. Because he's won enough premierships, you know, he's won enough origins. He's made, scored the try to win the grand final. And he's also scored the try to win the New South Wales origin uh, series. So, um, yeah, so what you just think, quiet start, but he's going to explode. Quiet start, or? but it's Teddy. Yeah. And he, he's one of those guys that he steps up. The bigger the game is, the bigger he steps up. So he'll get yeah. picked for origin. He'll probably be man of the match in game one. Mate, I, I, I'm tr- I truly believe we're going to see something special from Teddy at the end of this year. I truly believe that. I think he's... Everything is coming into play where he's tapering, but he's also learning the way, um, you know, the new house pairing is going to play together. He's got a new nine as well. And we have to remember, a lot of Teddy's big plays are around the ruck. So when you've got a new nine, that does change quite a lot, especially when your new nine is a running nine. Yeah. So that's going to take runs away from you, where you've got to step back and go, oh, that's I'm going to let you do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas before, he was the running nine, essentially. It was a, it was a fucking nine, six, and a one. Um, I thought Connor Watson did have his, probably his best game of the year. He had his best game of the weekend, for sure. For sure. Uh, so, as I said in round one, I do believe Robbo's tinkering with things, um, and I still believe this back end of the year is going to be a big back end of the year for the Roosters. I think they're going to do something special. Uh, thoughts on the Roosters just overall? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't, I'm not worried about them at all. I, I think, you know, they put themselves in a position to win the game. They weren't amazing on the weekend, but I thought the Broncos were quite good. I thought the Broncos were good. I thought it was more a evidence of Broncos being really good yeah. rather than the Roosters being poor. Yeah, and you just, you just never... Like, the Roosters were poor, as I said before. They were poor against South. Every other game, they've been in... Or maybe not against the Knights, but I don't know. It's 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 the start of the year. I'm yeah. still I'm still reckon they're definitely top four team. No doubt. Mate, absolutely. Uh, I think Robbo's tinkering. I think he's just working all out. You know, for example, Crichton being on the bench, I think that's more evidence of tinkering, more evidence of trying to work out what he's going to do going forward. But yeah, someone tried to. Well, you saw, I think everyone saw the comment in the comment section. They were like, um, "Bloke in a bar, stop riding Robbo's dick. He's nowhere near as Craig, but good as Craig Bellamy." I was like, "Mate, how how can you say that? Like, his first five years is as good as any coaches ever. He's won what four or five minor premierships." He's won three premierships. So since 2013, so this is the first, essentially, let's just say a decade of coaching. He's won four minor premierships and three premierships. Yep. That's essentially, I mean, you could argue that's more than what Bellamy did. And, and what, what Wayne in the first decade, he didn't win three premierships, did he? No. Um, and, and you know what? You, you, you can tell me that Bellamy is a better coach and I won't push back on yeah, you, but don't sure. act like there's a gaping hole between no, them. Fucking no way. He is... He is there or thereabouts, in my opinion, for sure, for sure. So great win for the Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 